Hello, and welcome back to Cosmos and Commerce. I'm your host, Michelle Cook from Body Ache Escape Massage Center, here with my co-host, Janice Francis with the Humble Crate Artisan Marketplace and Remax Connection Realtors. And today, we have a special treat for all of you aspiring entrepreneurs and small business enthusiasts out there. With us today is the incredible Michelle, owner of AR Workshop in Pickerington, Ohio. This isn't just any workshop. It's a place where creativity meets community, where friends, families, and coworkers come together to craft stunning woodworking signs and unique decorations. Now, Michelle's journey through the world of business is no ordinary tale. She has managed to thrive in the world of business for five years, which is more than we can say for about half of small business startups. Without further ado, let's dive right into her story. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited. Welcome, Michelle. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Now. Okay. Yeah. It's so yeah. nice to meet you. Yeah. So, Michelle, can you share with us the story behind your first foray into the business world? What did your early days look like? Yes. I just to start off, give you a little background. So I was in the corporate world for eight years. I worked for Anheuser-Busch all over the place. And so I had a business degree, a little bit of some business background. I moved all over the place in eight years. Once I got back to Ohio, I wanted to settle down a little bit. But when I first opened the shop, it was a lot. As you guys know, opening a business is a little bit overwhelming. You have to prioritize. You have to make million lists you have to meet people you have to do it all so the beginning of the early days were very busy very rewarding but fun once we finally got down to understanding what we were doing every day yeah so was there a specific moment or inspiration that pushed you towards wanting to own a business of your own yeah so when i like i said when i had been wanting to open up business for years and I had 50 different ideas. Oh, maybe I want to do this. Maybe I want to do that. And I had actually gone down to Charlotte. My best friend was living in Charlotte at the time and she booked us a class at an AR workshop down in Charlotte. And she was like, oh, you're going to love this. So I, as soon as we walked in, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. And she is uber OCD with like everything. So like her project, she couldn't even talk the whole time. So I spent the entire three hours that I was in the workshop talking to the owners of that one. And I got out of there and I called my fiance at the time and I was like, this is what I want to do. And I had just, it was just like things just fell in place. Like, all those other 50 things didn't work so that this one could work. And it just made sense. So that was in December. And we we're opened in the next August. So it was fast. That's quick. Yeah. That, yeah, that's quick. It's, yeah, so that's why, about how long it took us to open, too. Really? From decision to actual opening. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that. It took, took me now. a little bit longer to find a location. Yeah. 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 That's and a hard part. Location. Yeah. yeah. So why woodworking and decoration? Is there a story or a passion behind that specific niche other than what you just shared? So it's funny, like growing up, I was horrible at art. Anything that's just like, half, 
like having to like freehand draw, I was like horrible at. And when I was moving all over the place, I was actually in, I lived in Manhattan, Kansas, in the middle of nowhere. And I had bought my first house and I didn't really know anybody. And I turned Pinterest. And I bet I attempted to DIY a hundred different things and probably 95 of them turned out horrible. (laughs) But (laughs) I, it was like, honestly, like how I got through that part of my life. Like I turned to like crafting and DIYing and my, I started actually dating my husband now out in Kansas and we actually made these dog bowls that we still have in the shop. And there was a Pinterest page in Kansas. There were like 20,000 people on the page and people post things that they would make. And I posted these dog bowls and they just went crazy. So it was funny when I moved to Ohio after that, I was like, oh man, that was so fun. I love, we both love doing that. So then when I went to AR, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like what we love to do. So funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So before yeah. AL Workshop, did you have any other experience in the industry or was it a leap of faith? It was pretty much a leap of faith. It was, I was passionate about it. I was excited about it financially. It was, it made sense. It wasn't going to break the bay. And more importantly, it like, I don't know if you guys, well, you're a realtor, I don't know. Michelle, you ever in corporate world or like found yourself in a job where you just dreaded it every day? That's like where I was. So I was at a point where I was just like, I felt a relief. And even though it was like scary, it yeah. was definitely a leap of faith. <laughs> but I was ready I to do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can so relate to that. I worked for the state of Ohio for 19 years okay. before I quit to do yeah. real estate. And I was no. scared to death, but I was excited too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand your feelings yeah. there. Yeah. Waking up every day and just hating what you're doing is just not a fun way to live. So I was just like, I'm just going to do it. Take a leap of faith. Yeah. Other than the obvious, what are some initial fears or reservations you had about starting your own business and how did you overcome that? So my husband is like, has been like behind me every step of the way and he has been he's he like helped me do the build everything he helped with everything my family's been really helpful supportive everybody's like kind of in ohio like really helpful and there's other owners in ohio that i was able to get really close with so i have a really tight-knit community within the franchise so that's been really nice but for anybody that wants to go out and start a business you're basically you're betting on yourself and you have to believe in yourself even when it's like hard you're betting on yourself and that's just the huge fear but like with anything it's you let your fears keep you in a box you're not gonna do anything great so that's why every day I had to remind myself like it's gonna be okay everything works out if it doesn't work out like we'll figure it out but Thank goodness it has. So did you keep your corporate job for a little while or did you just jump right in? I jumped right in. I put my two weeks in on June 1st, 2018. So then I had all and I got the keys to the store on June 1st too. So I was done June 
15th, June 14th, and then we opened August 4th. So I was able to put like two full months into like getting everything the way that I wanted it to be. So that was nice. Yeah, you burned the bridges. You had to make it work. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure did. For those out there intrigued by the idea of franchise, can you briefly explain what franchising is and why you chose to go that route? Yeah. So with franchising, the main thing is it's an established company that's already has proven technology and processes and ways of operation. And you just get to adapt all of those processes and ways to run your business, which was very intriguing to me as a first time business owner, because it's hard, like just figuring out a website and figuring out types of projects and how to make them and make them cost effective and make your margins work and everything like that. So going with an established business and air workshop was only, they weren't really established at that point. I think I was only like the 30th franchise to open and now there's 50 of us throughout the country but it's you are adapting and adopting their ways of how you run your business and then you can put your own spin on things and they tell you where to just ask if you had some free reign yeah yeah Yeah. we have quite a bit we have to stay on brand with a lot of things but diy is such like a there's so many trends with DIY that like you have to stay up on things. DIY has been around forever, but it's evolves. It's like constantly evolving with, oh, I want to attempt to do this or do that. So it's like with us, it's being able to capture those trends and make it accessible for people so that they don't have to go out and buy a bunch of different things and all this different paint and all these different things and they can make it at our shop. And leave the mess with us. That's yeah, my, good. Yeah. Leave the mess with us. <laughs> my mom Whole is big people. into crafts. And she's like, whenever she sees something in the store, she says, I can make that. I said, mom, it would cost you triple to make that. But it would to just buy the thing. I know, All the right? supplies you need. Yes. <laughs> Not for a while before. <laughs> oh, how many years do you think it puts you ahead buying into a franchise than if you would have started from nothing at least i would say at least two um, because it is there's just so many things like down to if you buy a four by eight sheet of plywood which is like a normal piece of plywood that you can buy at any lumber store just like the little things of knowing the exact size how you can utilize a full size of plywood and yeah that's basically how our side has came about is like taking a sheet of plywood cutting it up and not having any waste to anything so they took all that guesswork out and even just like the little things like if you go in our store like the light the color of the lights there was like a lot of colors affect your brain differently so they did research on what makes people feel like happier and what like makes people like Little stuff like that. And then just like down to our we- our website's always changing. We have so many different options on our website for things that people actually make in the store. But there's so many like little things that you don't like. You started a business from scratch. I can't even imagine like how long, like all the little things that you had to figure out and the insurance. And the- there's just so many things that if you're a first time business owner, you don't know. 
So mm-hmm. now that I see all the little things. It's oh, if I ever want to do something else, okay, I gotta. And like constantly, I learn something new every day. Like I'm sure you guys do too. Like five years ago, yep. learn something yeah. new every day. So I don't know. I'd say at least a year, two years, because I I didn't. I had a grasp on from like my family, like being in the business world. But I came in blind. It was like, let's just do this. <laughs> really better that way <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> you got your passion and your drive and then get you through yes mm. yeah <laughs> tell me what the initial experience was like when you decided to buy a franchise like the details of what you had to do to obtain yeah so when i left that class i pretty much on my way back to ohio i had sent an email to the franchising team through the ar workshop website it was like a little franchising area um so each company will have a franchising director that you i talked to her first and then they had you fill out like a financial clip of just to make sure that you have like enough money each franchise will require that you have a net worth of a minimum of something so they'll make sure that you have whatever the minimum is net worth to open the business And then after that, they'll send you an NDA that you have to sign to be able to get any numbers, see how much everything costs, and you get like a full breakdown of like how to open your business. And then I was able to, they put me in touch with five or six different stores so I could talk to different stores and like how they run their business and they have a manager, if they do it all themselves, if they, how big their space is, everything like that. Um, and then once you talk to them, you can actually see numbers. Um, then they'll send you a couple more things. They'll send you an SDD, a franchise disclosure statement that you, once you sign it, you have to wait 14 days before you can actually sign the franchise agreement. So if you are getting funding or if you are whatever it is, you just have to wait those 14 days before you can actually sign it. In that time, they'll send you literally every, I got like an entire binder full of everything it would take to open the business, how to like, how to build the table, like everything that you could need. And I had a lot of calls with the franchise director and I kept in touch with a lot of the other stores, just like any questions that I had. I signed my franchise agreement on April 7th. And then, so then I was like officially an owner. I had to write them a check. Each franchise will have a franchise fee. That is just like their fee to, for you to be able to take their name, basically. And then after that, I was trying to find a space in Pickerington. So there was already a store in Worthington. And there was a store in Grove City that had just opened. I live in Lowe's Center, but they basically told me the areas that I could go so that we were like all around Columbus and we weren't too close because a lot different if you're a coffee shop you can be a couple of miles away like with this like your radius needs to be a lot bigger to like because we pull from like yeah all over the place yeah because people will drive for yeah for sure yeah so it's a lot of reading you gotta get a lawyer involved to read all the contracts and everything like that but the process doesn't have to take that long. If you're getting funding, that's where it can hold you up. 
to to get to, funding or you were able to I was able uh, to just I was able to just pay for everything out of pocket so I didn't have to get any funding so I didn't have that pulled up thank goodness yeah that's so, great yeah when I was looking to start body ache escape I yeah. looked at starting opening a massage envy first because there wasn't one around me and the yeah, franchise I mean, was just coming into the area 15 years ago so yeah. I called them and I was like what does it take and they said you have to have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and I was like what <laughs> never mind <laughs> yeah and we started a body ache escape with ten thousand dollars so you did yes it was pretty this is 15 years ago. oh my gosh that's amazing what and made you want to what made you want to do a massage did you have background um, in or? yeah i went to school for it 20 okay. years ago and yeah. i was a massage therapist for Six or seven years at the YMCA, and the YMCA okay. was changing how they were doing things, so it was time to leave. Well, That's one thing I didn't forget. So you pay them a royalty every month, every franchise. You pay them a royalty. Okay. Yeah. So what is like the startup cost for an AR workshop? Is it as much as massage and beer, or is it around like the same? Or yeah, it's pretty much around the same. It varies. When I opened five years ago, they're saying it's. 60,000 more than when I opened just because the cost of everything has gone up so much. Wow. Which is crazy. Just to get your doors open. It varies. So with any franchise, they're going to give you a low number and a high number. And then based on like with us, we can choose to have a lot of retail or not a lot of retail, or we can choose to we make candles. You choose not to make candles. We have a, our own patch bar now. So you can pick and choose if you want to do certain things or if you want to do them later. Um, I went all in and I was just like, let's just go. I want to like have as much there as possible. The candles and the patch bar were added later, but I just, I went all in at the beginning just to, we're going to do it. We might as well go big. Yeah. So I know that one of my friends is a AR workshop groupie, I would say. She's in there all the time. Really? For sure. Yes. So in the journey of building AR workshop in Pickerington, what would you say was the single most challenging obstacle that you faced? Probably just not living actually in Pickerington. Pickerington such like a close knit, like a big, big town, but it still has that like small town feel. So not mm-hmm. having kids in the schools, not living there i literally would go out with brochures myself and like walk to businesses and like hand out brochures just to be like hey we're coming to town it was a lot just because i felt like a little bit of an outsider but then i just met so many people now or i definitely don't feel that now and everybody's so great that was hard at the beginning that was scary yeah i think the business world and the chamber and every time the first time i went to any of those i just felt very welcomed. I, I never yeah. felt intimidated. And I think yeah. everybody, I think this town is really special. It really yeah. is. It really is. Because I look yeah. at a lot of I've, my friends own other ARs everywhere. It's definitely not the same community feel like mm-hmm. at all. So I feel very lucky to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. We're lucky to have you. All of them? Yeah. Can you share a pivotal moment? Or a win that really solidified your belief in the business? So 
our grand opening, I was so stressed out. I was so, I had done so much leading up those few months prior. And I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, if we have five people at this grand opening, I'm going to be really sad. And the day came and we had a, so we're in the Kroger shopping center on 256. And it was a hundred degrees out that day. And we had a line starting like two hours before we opened that went all the way to the Kroger. And it was, it was like still to this day, just gives me the chills. Like it was for three hours, it was just packed. Like just the entire time. We did like, I remember takes. Oh my gosh. That was a great way to start and just be like, okay, made the right decision. It's gonna, it'll be fine. You could ride on that high for a long time. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah. (laughs) I definitely do. Yeah. How have you pivoted or adapted when facing adversity or unexpected challenges? So I'm sure with all of us, when the pandemic hit, um, we are a very hands-on business. Like you come into the store to make stuff. You're, we're helping you like in your, not in your face, but like we're in your space. So yeah. once COVID hit, we as a company really had to like, figure out what we were going to do so we pivoted to to go kits very quickly like within four days so we went from everything was in the store to we came up with little kits that people could order online we get them already we give them instructions paint the wood everything that they need to make their projects and that was it was a big curveball but it was Something that we were able to do like very quickly that so that we didn't really like we were closed, like people couldn't come in, but we were able to like actually keep some revenue coming. Thank goodness. Cause that yeah. was with all of us, like very yeah. scary thing to have to go. Yeah. Did your landlord give you any sort of help on the rent or did you stop to pay the full amount? He did. He gave us two three months. And he oh, did it. Nice. Yeah, and so Kroger owns my building, so I was like, not going to help them, but shockingly, and I think a lot of landlords were putting that at the end of their lease, so you aren't really getting free, it was just like, put on the back, and ours was actually free, so we got to free rent, which was, that's that's nice. What about you guys? (laughs) They did? I had to pay. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, mine is a little bit different. I, the way I pivoted was I did appointment shopping and I did deliveries and curbside pickups and I did FaceTime shopping with people. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Plus my real estate is essential or considered essential job. So I was able to still work real estate. Oh, that's good. Kept the doors open. Yeah, thank goodness. We were able yeah. to get the, the grant money, the PPP. Okay. Yeah. So in hopes. Yeah. 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 That's good. How long were you guys closed, Michelle? Two months. Two, Two months. months. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And yours is even more up close and personal because you're touching everybody. Yeah. yeah. I was like, how is this even going to work? I don't know. I know. No. It works, I guess. There's some people crazy. who still come in in their masks. Really? Crazy times. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Crazy. Yeah. Ugh. 
Hopefully that never happens okay, again. My turn. Yeah. Yeah. With so many businesses vying for attention, what marketing strategies have you found most effective for AR workshops? Marketing's hard to get your name out there. I don't know if you guys this too. It's hard. And I used to be able to post on Facebook and people that wanted to see us would see the post instantly. And it's just not like that anymore. Unless you're like paying for every single thing that you post, people just don't see your stuff. I, that's why I started doing like the local collabs, like with you guys, Michelle, anybody that I can like, that's local that wants to do something. I, because then you have power in multiple companies that are posting the same thing, getting your name out there and everything. So that's been really, we do a lot of like offsite things at breweries, restaurants and like stuff like that. So that's been really helpful to us to get our name out there and like, other areas of Columbus is not just picturing them, but also using their followers, people that like go there to get business too. And then really we are, our repeat customer rate pretty high. So our like word of mouth or like our repeat customers, we call them raving fans. They are <laughs> like, if you get somebody to, that wants to come in and they love it, then they're going to go and tell three other people and they may bring them in and they may love it. And, and so it's ours is a lot of all their different groups of friends. Yeah. 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 Because ours is like, it's an experience. Like we want their projects to turn out good, but like more than anything, like it's a night with your friends or your coworkers or your, you know, family or whoever to go out be crafty. What about you guys? How, what do you guys do? For marketing, I made it so that whenever anybody searches massage near me or something, that we pop up pretty high. Yeah. So that's yeah. our number one way. And then word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So hard. What about you, Jane? Mine's pretty word of mouth too. I get a lot of people coming in say, oh, my friend got something here the other day and told me to come in here. Word of mouth yeah. advertising is just priceless. Yeah. Priceless. But I do take right. out some print ads and somebody came in the other day because of something that was in the Pickerington's Best magazine or something Perfect. like that. Yeah. 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 And now it's going to be this broadcast. Yeah. And not yet. <laughs> We're all of us. We're all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you share a campaign or strategy that you feel particularly proud of and that had it big impact? Yes. So I actually helped with corporate research and development. So I have actually been a part of, I don't know if you guys have seen, we do Chunky Knit Pumpkin with our like big, thick yarn. That's really cute. So I, I have come up with the Chunky Knit Pumpkins where like kind of we saw one thing and then I was able to modify the whole thing to make it AR. And then, so there's been like four or five different projects that I've been able to work on in Pickerington, and then we get to roll it out nationally. Those are fun things to work on. The pumpkins were the first thing that I got to do, and they're still going strong today. So, oh, oh so they good. get to see it first at your shop, huh? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> I know. So as entrepreneurs, we all have those lessons we wish we had known beforehand. What's something significant that you had to learn the hard way? Oh, man. I feel like I, there's so many. <laughs> Probably the one that I have had to work on the most is you're not going to make everybody happy. 
I am a people pleaser at heart and I want every single human that walks into my space to love 100% of and that's just not realistic and even though they're choosing to come in some people just don't want to be happy and that was really hard for me to process and think that it's me but it's not the shop it's not not what they're doing it's just maybe it's a work outing and they had to come and then they just wanted to like that was really hard for me and in five years we've had two bad reviews and i let it like ruin day it's just as hard as humans we have we see a thousand positive things and we let one negative thing take us down yeah so that was hard at the beginning if anybody had anything like negative to say i like really took it to heart but it's just you can't when you're in a business you're not going to make 100 percent of people that walk in your doors happy and that's okay as long as 99 percent of people like what you're doing it's okay you have a hundred other positive reviews so yeah concentrate on that yes yeah for sure and that there's ups and downs of business there's ebbs and flows and you got to figure out like when you're on high you got to figure out how to ride that high and when you're on a low you got to figure out what you do to climb yourself out with anything in life but there's a lot of ebbs and flows like this yeah i took a business class they called it the entrepreneur roller coaster Uh, yeah with every business owner everything is that a book is that a book too michelle I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Like I think Darren Hardy or something. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I would like to read that. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was a good one to listen to. He read it. If he was, yeah. yeah. I'll have to look it up. If you could travel back to the day AR workshop opened, what advice would you give yourself? Find one thing every day to be proud of. Because mm-hmm. as business owners we are problem solving a lot which can take us down more of not a negative path but like you're focused on like things and then you're not like oh that was really good that i did today or that was good that this happened this week so yeah i think yeah yeah that's uh, maybe not every day yeah. but every couple days pat yourself on the back a little bit like you're still going yeah <laughs> focus on the good yes Okay. Success is often accumulation of daily habits. Are there any rituals or habits that you credit to your business success? Maybe not like rituals, but I think just like surrounding yourself with people that like uplift you and that make you want to do better. And I would say that because there's been a couple of people that have come into the shop to like work or whatever, and you can like definitely feel that like shift in energy. And I've struggled with that. So, not like a ritual or like something that I do every day, but like just making sure that like you're constantly, your team is good, you're the people that you're surrounding yourself with are uplifting you and not dragging you in some type of way. What about yeah, you guys? Do you guys do any rituals or anything? I think I'm going to start one. Every time an employee leaves, we're safe to office. <laughs> Let's go. That is I like that. Uh, it is crazy, though. <laughs> when, like, the vibes, when there's not a great one in there, like, very apparent with everybody, with the whole, that's how we feel anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, like I don't to have a staff. It's just me. So yeah, oh, I, that's good. I know. Try to you bring the good vibes. Yeah, I try, I try to bring it on myself. Yeah, yeah. No matter what's going on, leave it at yeah. the door. I like it. I like to when I wake up. I like to start my day with a good cup of coffee and read a little bit of some sort of professional development book. Yeah, so that's um, one of my one of my winning. I love it. I've been riding my bike every morning now. Oh, that's good. Nice. I know. I've been doing pretty good. That's great. I'm not knocking walk. on wood here. Yeah. I'm knocking on wood. <laughs> How do you ensure a work-life balance, especially owning such a hands-on community-based business? This took me like three years to figure out because I thought that I needed to be there 24-7, work every class, do everything. Yeah. And you just don't have to. Once you have a good team in place, um, now I try to be there. We're usually closed, like, during the summer. And, like, spring and summer, we're closed Monday, Tuesday. And then we're open the rest of the week. So, like, during the week, I try to leave before the classes start. So, like, get everything ready. And then have my girls come in and they work class and I'm not be there. And then I'll also come in Saturday mornings. But I'm trying to, like, let them handle things than me just not have to be there because you don't have to be yeah Yeah. took me a while to figure out but i'm in a good place much better yeah a couple years ago i switched into that like business owner mentality where i was just like i'm i hired the people to do it let them do it and i can step out and just oversee everything Yes, yeah, it's hard really to because you feel the people aren't going to do things the way, even though they get the job done, they may not do it exactly the same way you do it. And it's hard yeah. to be hands off, but you got, if you pick good people, then they'll get, they'll get the job done. But that's, yeah. it's hard to yeah. give up. I think that I made that mentality switch when I was like, I'm not going to get to where I want to go being a control freak and having to like tell everybody exactly how yeah. to do things. Yes. yes. I want to go far. I need to like give up some of that. Yes, yeah. for sure. And I think with me, with both of us, Michelle, we both have a very, it's not like you're going through a drive through and getting a coffee and interactions for 20 seconds. It's like you're with somebody for, with you for an hour or two hours. And with me, it's half to three hours. So it's, it's so personal that it's like, it, you can get caught up in, oh, they don't, they're not as bubbly or they're not as friendly or they're not as helpful or whatever. But you train your people, then they should be, they'll get the job done yeah. in a good way. Yeah. 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 So your business is centered around fun and creativity. How do you incorporate that same spirit of fun into your personal life? We do a lot of DIY at our house, too. My husband, my husband, when he was growing up, his dad had a, they used to build houses. So I made him do a lot of things around here. <laughs> I find one, he probably doesn't. But my family's like here or in Ohio too. So we're, we do a lot with our family and we just try to have fun. Just enjoy each other. We've only been married for five years. It's been fun. Doing so you got together. married and you opened the shop at the same time. Yeah, I did the same thing. Did you really? I opened a body escape in June and got married in August. 
Oh my gosh, no way. What about you? When is we got married? So we got married in June and then opened in August. That is like this. We get like the same. Yeah, years apart. That is hilarious. Ready for this roller coaster, honey? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hang on. Hang on. Here we go. Yeah, I always tell Joe that it's because of him that I haven't had enough gut to open my own place. Yeah, but I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah, I know. He was my like, yeah, my study. I can't imagine doing it without the support. It's a lot. No. It's a lot. Yeah. Dave's been more supportive with me too, because yeah. it was hard. When yeah. I quit my state job, I was at my state job 19 years, right? Wow. Yeah. Two little boys, a mortgage. Yeah. And I quit that steady job to sell real estate. Yeah. Complete looking back, yeah. I'm like, what was I thinking? Like the journey I've been on since then, meeting Michelle and everybody at the chamber and just all the people I've met. It's just I can't imagine having stayed at the state right. for 30 years and right. yeah. you knew dave wasn't gonna let you be homeless so that helped we didn't have somebody that's not gonna let you be homeless <laughs> that's the yeah. end yeah he's yeah. a good guy no, a good yeah. guy. <laughs> so what's your most memorable event or a moment that's happened at ar workshop that still brings a smile to your face so we opened in august and then we released chunky knit blanket in the late September. So we are open August 4th and mid-September. We launched the blankets and it was unlike anything I could have even imagined. Like I would post a blanket class on Facebook and it would be sold out for five minutes. Every single one for a year and a half. It was so that first holiday season that we were open was like so crazy madness. Just like it was just wild. And we closed for the holiday. Our last day was December 23rd. And I don't think I had taken like a second to like breathe and take it all in. And I remember it was like probably 9.30, December 23rd. And I locked the front door. And I just took a step back and looked at the store. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And it was like, like I needed a couple of days to like breathe because we came back and it was crazy. But I remember that just like standing there, like looking at the shop and I just stood there for five minutes. And oh my gosh, it's going to be okay. You did this. We're doing good. And it was like, it was just a really special moment. Just like, that made me cry. That brought a tear. <laughs> Honestly, because I'm like thinking, yeah, I can relate to that so much. Yeah. Michelle, you probably can too. You're like, look what yeah. I've done. Yeah. And I feel we don't, there's so many days where I'm, I'm, I suck at this. I'm like, not good at this. And then you like stand back and you're just like all of us. We're still open through COVID. That alone is like a thing that a lot of people can't say. Like we kept jobs for people in town and because it was really yeah. hard. Okay, so after hearing about your cool story and all the smart stuff you've shared, let's spice things up with some fast questions. We are going to throw some quick questions at you, and we can't wait to hear your quick answers. Are you ready for this fun? I'm ready. 
what is the book you've most given as a gift or the book that's made the biggest difference in your life? Ah, the Power of Positive Thinking. Okay. What purchase of $100 or less has most positively impacted your life? We adopted one of our dogs for $80. And he is hilarious. And I love him so much. <laughs> what kind oh, of dog? He's a Boston Terrier. We have two right now. We One just passed away last month. We had three, but uh-huh. now we have two, and they're hilarious. So I wish I could have the hundred. I love dogs. Oh. What's an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love? I still have a baby blanket that I keep in my bed that I rub. Brings you comfort. <laughs> it was yours from when you were a baby. Yep, it's weird. Wow. It's very strange, but I still have it. Oh, uh, well, I'm proud of it. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm impressed you still have it. I know. Well, yeah. it's in shambles, but yes, it's still there. <laughs> so, what is your proudest accomplishment? Uh, definitely the shop, still being here through everything. Absolutely. Yeah. What is your current passion project? My sister and I have been, and my husband have been on like a little bit of a health walking journey that we've done this summer and so we've taken on dog walking in the morning and i love it so we walk dogs for people around and i love it it's so fun just to get our steps in that's cool yeah what is one skill that you would like to master my sister is a excel wizard get it truly blows my mind. I have her do a lot of analytical stuff for me and I need to sit down and actually learn it instead of her doing it. And so, yeah, I would love to excel in business analytics and like doing all that through Excel. Because like I understand it, I can do it, I can put together stuff, but I want to like really dive in and like nerd out on it. I get that. Do you believe in the power of manifestation? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Do you guys? We do too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Totally. This is too. I think about I, something to manifest. I last August there was like one of the power man things, and it was like write down your whatever, and so I did it, and I wrote down what I wanted to accomplish by the next year, and keep it in my book, whatever book I'm reading. I in my book I don't read it but I just keep it there as like I know what's on there from last year I have accomplished three of the six things so that's good oh that's good yeah three of six so then I added those three to my next list so that's great so what was your first job I worked at LA Tan tanning when I was 15 um, did you do it for the free tanning? <laughs> yes, I did. How horrible of the least do that. Oh my gosh, don't do that. Walk tan. tan. Where do you see yourself in five years? We would love to find some land and have a bunch of acres and be in like a peaceful place where we're like, Happy, peaceful, not in a neighborhood with a bunch of people, and 
yeah. Peace. But the hundred dogs. <laughs> the hundred dogs. Yes. <laughs> a dog sanctuary, if you will. Oops. Uh, uh, <laughs> I love it. So do you have a pump up song? What's your pump up song? Anything T Swift. Anything Taylor Swift. Oh. Did you get to yeah. go to her concert? No, I was out of town when she was in Ohio, oh. and I have I've had the biggest FOMO of that concert. Not being able in to so go many posts. I hear she puts on a great show. Oh my gosh, I've been to four brother concerts, but I was so bummed. I know. Since we are called Cosmos and Commerce, what is your drink of choice? I love wine. But if I'm like at a restaurant or something, I gravitate more toward that man. I like Ooh, bourbon. So yes. Fancy. Really. I went to the University of Kentucky, so there was a lot of bourbon happening. Oh, okay. okay. Once I was 21. <laughs> Would you rather create a massive woodworking masterpiece that takes a year to finish but lasts for generations or have the ability to whip up a unique, beautiful decoration in just five minutes, but it only lasts a month. If I was really good at woodworking, I would definitely pick the woodworking piece. But I feel like we're more like DIY, which follows the trend. I would go for the second one. I like new things. I like coming up with new things. Probably the second. Okay. All right. Finally, what is next for you? Are there any exciting projects or ventures on the horizon that you'd like to share with our audience? We have a lot of really fun new things coming up at the shop. If you haven't been, we'd love for you to come check us out. Air Workshop Pickerington. We've actually been in talks with a couple other franchises too, opening up something else, but I don't know. I feel like with everything going on, just a busy time. Everybody's so busy everywhere. So focus on the shop and coming up with new stuff. And hopefully we're around for another five years. We want to be. We longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. At least. Where can our yeah. listeners find more about you? Tell us um, where they can in contact you. Yeah. Our website's AR Workshop, www.arworkshop.com slash Pickerington. We're on Facebook, Air Workshop Pickerington. We're on Instagram, Air Workshop Pickerington. And we're at the store pretty much every day off Hill Road. What's your physical address for on Hill Road? What is your physical address? It's 1039 Hill Road North. And do people ever just walk in and do you have walk-ins or does it have to be appointment? We prefer it to be appointments, but we have, so we do candles now that anybody can walk in and do. We have our patch bar that anybody can walk in and do. And then we actually have some smaller projects that you can walk in and do. They just won't be like personalized with your name or anything like that. Yeah, we will have, we do have that kind of stuff available for people to just walk in. Okay. The patch bar. So we have one in here. So have you seen like the bags that have like uh, a name with a, like a little patch on it? Like a, okay. It'll say like, like a brownie these. patch, like a Girl Scout badge. So let me grab one for you. Give me two okay. seconds. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Waiting with bated breath. 
Okay, this is one of our crossbody bags. Those crossbody oh. bags are so popular right now. And then you pick the packs that you want on it. Oh, okay. You have different like size bags that you can choose. And then we do sweatshirts and shirts and stuff like that too. Okay. So um. they're like embroidered. These they're not they're embroidered. They're the three M thing and then we add glue. So they're not okay. they don't go anywhere. Yeah. Gotcha. They have been really yeah. And then we have besides letters, soccer balls and basketballs and you know, it's rainbows and stuff like that too. Yes. All kinds, all kinds. All kinds of stuff. choose from. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom, experiences, and heart with our audience. It's been truly enlightening. And I'm sure our listeners have taken away a wealth of knowledge. For those tuning in, if you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to Cosmos and Commerce and share it with someone you think would benefit. Until next time, stay inspired, keep crafting your own journey, and of course, never shy away from mixing a bit of cocktails with commerce. Cheers. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you great. so much. It was so nice to get to know you. Of course, you too. Uh,